This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome off the rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, this week we got a jam-packed full session of books that were very, very popular that uh, a lot of people want to hear our opinions about. Uh, maybe a lot. I hope so. Be nice. Uh, so, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Right? Uh, first up on our list, I guess. Where do you want to start? Uh, I'm going to start with Deceased. Okay. Yeah, why not? Because it's cool. <laughs> it is cool. Who would have thought that? Uh, I guess a lot of people. Not me. Not you. No, I was like, oh, zombie book. And, like, it keeps saying, like, in fact, this book was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, all right, all right, you got me. It's not. Fine. Deceased. Yes. Number four. Yeah. I can't believe we're already number four. I know. From Tom Taylor. Uh, this is just continuing the uh, the story. It's just your fun, basic, apocalyptic, you know, oh, no, everybody that, like, could solve the problem is dead. Everybody who will solve the, solve the problem is alive. Uh, anti-life equation zombie apocalypse situation what's going on in this mm-hmm. story uh it's super simple just like they're doing damage control um captain adam uh, would be kind of like the solution of course he isn't because like he can't be in a superman world right well, uh, at least for the government yeah the government's like yeah, they'll fix it nuke we're everybody pro- we're gonna do protocol c or whatever they're on uh-huh because protocol b is to have ray palmer get inside someone who is deceased and then have them check him out uh, unfortunately that experience uh caused him to become a zombie or whatever right. anti-lifer yeah. And uh, so he infected Captain Adam and causes Captain Adam to explode. But before he does, Superman and the new Green Lantern take him up into no, the No, Superman sky. and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, that's right. Uh, Superman and Wonder Woman uh, go up into the sky and uh, try to get rid of him. Seemingly are vaporized as well in the process. It definitely looks like she's like cut in two. Yeah. No, she's dead. Okay. Like, we're and killing like, all like the big... So was like everybody. Yeah, at the end of it, you see, and it, the, the, or there's, not, this, there's this whole hammer nail analogy, and then it says the, the hammer falls in the last line of the book. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm I'm still down. I I we're at like halfway, I think, through the end of the series, and I'm gotta say, like, we could literally kill everyone. Yeah, I mean, and then go like, you, okay, here's the real guys. You do have the flashes. Yeah, and they do mention needing time. So you know. Plus, we just set up this whole thing with Alfred and Damien. And but that, like, I hope that's not, like, what the final solution is. Oh, or, time like, travel? I mean, I'm sure it will be, but I'm hoping it's not the final focus. Like, I, I liked having this, like, ragtag group of heroes who didn't do anything. They didn't get a chance to do anything. And, I mean, I get it that but that could happen in an apocalyptic, like, scenario. Sure. Um, But it's just like, yeah, right, time travel fixes everything. Why do we even bother about talking about anything else? Yeah. We have time travel. I think they're setting up the time travel thing because that's everyone's solution to a problem, particularly the audience. Yeah. And so they're setting it up so they can kill all the flashes. You think? Oh, absolutely. Because they're not... Okay, the reason why you do this in continuity is Mm -hmm. because you have flashes who can go back in time and undo it. The reason you don't have that happen in an out-of-continuity story is because you can have stakes and you can have these characters die. So, like, if you undo it in the deceased universe, it's like, well, who cares? Like, okay, so Superman doesn't have a dad, he doesn't have a dad in the other super universe anyway, like, so whatever. Like, Batman's dead? Oh, okay, I can name, like, I can throw a rock and hit, like, two universes Right, but it's least. still sad. Like... It is sad. It would be sad, and it would be, like, a changed, you know, world, but I don't think that the Flashes are gonna go back in time and undo it. 
Yeah. I, I think they're going to set up that and then kill them. Okay, that's fair. Um, I guess I was wondering, like, in terms of the fact that you've got um, Black Canaries there with them, she's a Green Lantern. Can a Green Lantern's ring yeah. energy withstand a nuclear blast? Totally. Like, if she throws up a dome, if she thought to do yeah. it, as they're just standing there staring at it? Right, yeah. I guess it depends on who's writing it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, it should. It's a magic ring that, you know, is an extension of your willpower. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, b- b- so... Any other thoughts you want to make, you want to, you want to make about uh, DC? No, four? no. I thought it was really um, it was very sweet. Um, it was interesting though, like when the final image of like or not a final image, but like the image of them like standing there watching the blast coming for mm-hmm. them. They didn't put Alfred in there. No, um, it's Lois who's like holding on to both the boys, right? Which I thought was sweet, but at the same time, I was like, yeah. I, I would like to think maybe like Alfred is like so Batman. He's like he's already got a contingency. He's gone. It's like nope. No, Goodbye. no, because he gave Damien the the costume. That's Damien's right. The Batman now. Yeah, I know. Um, which was really like like kind of heartbreaking for Damien, which I don't typically you know think care about. about. Yeah. No, no, I was gonna say think of him that way when he sees the the Batwing come in, and he's like, yeah, he's like, oh man, he made it somehow. Yeah, like, of course he Alfred. did. He's my dad. It's right. like, yeah, and yeah. that like really long, tall, vertical image of like Alfred hugging Damien. Oh yeah, that was like really beautiful. No, the art is really really good in this series. Yeah, uh, you actually get it for both of them. Like you get it um, for um, Superman with Lois and Ma. Yes, and like and Superboy is there as well. Um, just these like really like stark background images mm-hmm. or like you know uh, moments for them. Yeah, and then um, you get it with Alfred and Damien, and it's nice to see like Damien as a child. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it- nice to see them like remember that Damien is only like thirteen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's just a good series overall. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's like zombies, Jesus. But at the same time, like, they're not. It Zombie kind of Jesus. is. It's fine. Uh, your Futurama. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's cool. I recommend it. I think okay. it's dope. I think I think check it out. Nice. Uh, you know, if not, wait for the trade. Okay. If you're, like, looking to save money, you know, certainly. Right, right, but, like, right. this, is a good, this is a good enough series to check it out. There you go. And it's, like, keeping me entertained, like, uh, you know, however long it comes out. Right, right, each right. Each time. Okay. Uh, before we get into the next book, I want to say that, like, by the way, this show is supported through a number of uh, venues, and this episode is sponsored by uh, a show called Harbor Patrol, <gasps> which is a... DC Adventures RPG show sh- ho- uh, showcasing some talents from Comic Pop, uh, myself included, Tiffany, you as well, uh, Ben as well, mm-hmm. and uh, newcomer to the fold, uh, Peter from uh, ZoozleInTheFox.com. Uh, yeah. Super helpful uh, for him to jump in and uh, and be uh, Batu, a fan favorite now. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar, you don't know what the hell we're talking about, uh, go to this channel, subscribe to it first of all. Click the bell for notifications so that you can find the second episode of Harbor Patrol coming out tomorrow on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so just wanted to mention that that is a show that we make. It's a really good show. Hope you enjoy it. Right, right. Um, and if you're looking for RPG kind of like stuff like Critical Role or Rackwoods Incorporated, this is going to be the thing for you because it's superheroes, it's RPGs, and it's the talent you come to expect from here at Comic-Con. That's right. Uh, also, the, the show is supported by a number of uh, methods, one of which is Super Chats. If you have a question, comment, you have a thing you want to bring up, uh, feel free to use your Super Chats here in this conversation, and uh, we'll make sure to weave it organically into the show so we can like pull you in while also keeping these lights on. Mm-hmm. So uh, that said, I just wanted to transition from there to the next book. Nice. Uh, Tiffany, what do you got to recommend? Um, I'm actually going to talk about a book that like people were disappointed that I missed it. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, well, it wasn't your fault. No, you missed no. that that book. It's because Comicsology's interface is so horrible. I never, I just struggle. I struggle with it. The struggle is real for me, and I don't know why, but it is. 
Um, literally all I need is a little thing where it just goes, would you like to follow this series? Mm-hmm. And maybe not purchase it automatically? Yes, right. I would like that. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Um, but two weeks ago, um, Justice League Dark's first annual came out. Good for them. They did it. Mm-hmm. They've made it to an annual. Isn't that lovely? Um, it's really heavily focused on Swamp Thing, almost as though... They were trying to tie it in with a show that was, like, unceremoniously murdered before it came out? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true at all. I just think it's ironically timed. Yeah, it's like just... the show ends and then they're like, hey, if you like Swamp, Swamp Thing, Thing? Yeah, it's like, well. Damn it. <laughs> um, no, they've been kind of doing this lately where like they're kind of just, like focusing on some of the characters that people may not know if they're not um, haven't read some of the older DC or Vertigo runs for yeah. them. Um, but like the entire annual is pretty much dedicated to Swamp Thing and the fact that magic is rewriting itself right now when um, Wonder Woman used like the fancy ruby to fix everything. It, like, fixed everything, and it's healing itself, but it's, like, doing things wrong, in a way. So, okay. like, Satana's like, we need to fix this. And Constantine's like, hey, I'm here to help out with all that crap. By the way, Swamp Thing, you should probably go, like, take care of this other thing that's going on. Mm. Because, of course, the um, uh, the green is gone. Yeah. Parliament of Trees has been destroyed. Oh, no. Um, And so, like, Swamp Thing's like the guardian of, of Jack and shit, basically. Right. And um, the Parliament of Flowers has cropped up, and that's, like, new hotness over there. Um, and the Parliament of Flowers is choosing its new guardian. Is it going to be the Floronic Man? No, the Floronic Man is in this, though. Oh, cool. Again. Swamp Thing Show on DC Universe. Check it out. It's a great little, like, uh, you know, aborted series. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Swamp Thing does go out there. It is a tragic story, just like every time you deal with the Parliament of anything, apparently. Um, it's a dude. Um, he and his wife live in Maine. He was a scientist studying flowers. Uh Uh-huh. And um, they had a son. The son was diagnosed with a tumor of some sort. The son died. The two of them live in, like, the silence of their home, um, knowing that each other, like, is the agony that they are experiencing, Uh right? Uh, Inevitably, like, they fight. She leaves. And then he wakes up, and he's the the guardian of of the flowers. Like, the the flower thing. Okay. Flower thing. Parliament of Flowers? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was like, it's Swamp Thing. Oh, right, so he's Flower Thing. Flower, right. uh, full, full, uh, Petal, Petal King. I think they call they do call him something like the King of Petals or the King of Flowers or something to the effect of that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. We're getting away from the thing thing then. Yeah. Um, his name is Oleander. That's his real name. Okay. Which is also a flower. It's like first thing. If you live in the DC universe and you are named after a thing that exists, watch out. Some sort of animal. Or if the word blood is well, in animal, your name, vegetable. or yeah, exactly. You are in trouble. You want a plain name if you live there. Anyway, um, he basically remembers like burning alive and then waking up and he's this, this creature. And Swamp Thing shows up. He's like, "Hey, yeah." So he's like, "Evie." He's <laughs> he's trying to explain to him um, a, a little bit of um, just like the know-how that he has. He's just like, "I was, I was once where you were. You're not who you think you are." Like, your body <laughs> you're is dead, dead yeah. and you're something else, and you have to be better than that. You need to be something better than all that. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I am who I am. I, I have, like, the, my memories and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, no. I, 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 right. No, no, no. I've been there before. Just Haven't try- you ever read the anatomy list? <laughs> Here, read this. It's mm-hmm. by Alan Moore. Um, so then he goes to check on his wife, a la Spawn. Because he's like, why didn't she come for me? Why didn't she check in on me? Is it five years in the future or something? No, it's not that far into the future. Okay. But she's at, like, a friend's house. And it's, like, it literally is a friend from childhood. There's no, like, screwing around here mm-hmm. or anything. No, she's at his house. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, she's at her own house, I think. Okay. And, um, 
Maybe not. I'm not sure about that. She's someplace there's a dude there, but there's no like screwing around. Mm-hmm. But uh, the guy suggests that they take a trip with all their like old friends. Oh, like, okay, and that might help to cheer her up. Why not? Because it's like you know. Yeah, it's like pre that life. Yeah, so. everything's screwed. So like maybe maybe you'll feel better. You know what I mean? Like, um, so like he feels hurt by this, and he's like, I need to get her to stay. How can I get her to stay? And that's when he runs into the Floronic man, mm-hmm. who's just like, Oh, hey man, what's up? No, I'm here to help you. My name's Jason Woodrow, and like blah 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 blah. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh, do you know that Swamp Thing guy? And he's like, Yeah, kinda. Anyway. Right. So then basically, um, Oleander ma- ends up making a bunch of children. One that looks like out of petals, one that looks like their son, but mm-hmm. calls himself Joshua. Oh. And so like she stays in the house to care for Joshua, and then he just keeps sending children. Mm-hmm. And like Swamp Thing's like, okay. Okay, well you're really overdoing it, man. Alright. Um, you haven't listened to anything I said. Um, so he goes to talk to him, he like or he first he goes to read his journal, which we're kind of been reading as we've been going along about his studies and all sorts of things. He's like, You need to read this, you have to read this, you have to read this. And like, uh, Woodrew's like, No, I'm gonna keep you from it. So like they kind of fight a little bit. He's like, you know, I used to be a guardian of the green as well. So right. like now we're kind of on par in power mm-hmm. here, so let's fight. So they do fight a little bit. Yeah, he seemingly like he like kills Swamp Thing, like you know like that he, body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does get his message over to Oleander, which is um, basically he's reading his like last journal entry, which was that like he decided to like study the like uh, effects of like basically like, plant memories okay. and like mistreating them, and that with like flowers that like it doesn't seem to matter. They always like even if you like treat them really badly, they'll they still come, bloom. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, the reason that like we like um, enjoy them is because we know they're going to die. Uh huh. Um, and so, like, he, like, mistreats the hell out of these flowers, and he's gonna pour all these chemicals on them, and then, like, he's going to lay in them and let himself go into them, basically, like, melt down into it because of the chemicals. So the fire he felt was a chemical burn, which is why Swamp Thing can't find his body, because it literally melted. melted. And then he realizes that, oh my god, those, like, flower children that I made, all they want to do is die, and all they remember is my death. Okay. And so he, like, runs to, like, check... Oh, no, he doesn't even go. I don't, even think, I don't even know if he necessarily sees it. But, like, his wife, like, follows the children out into the woods because, like, one of them tried to, like, jump off the balcony because, like, it's like, I'm a flower. It's time for me to die. Yeah. Um. And so she finds him in the woods and, like, they're all, like, coming apart and, like, petals are everywhere and it's a horror show. Mm-hmm. And so, like, her life's over, basically. Right. Like, she's ruined. Yeah, nice as job, a, buddy. As a human. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like, Swamp Thing is now, like, his body is deceased there. So it's just um the king of whatever and um the floronic man and so they chat for a little bit and he's like he's like i kind of i need to rest i think i just need to lay down i need to understand this like i get what swamp thing was saying i just i just need a minute and he's like no go ahead just lay down yeah just, go die just relax so he like lays down to relax and then like the floronic man eats him yeah and so he can like he takes his power swamp thing picks up the chick okay he like reforms himself and like saves her like where constantine's there like hey hey i'm in the book too hey don't forget about me tea yeah <laughs> mate and ST's like no thanks <laughs> he's like gonna make you feel better um, it's so, made from leaves right so now basically the Floronic man now has the power of the parliament of flowers behind him okay. by consuming this dude mm. and so then Cersei comes for him and is just like hey you wanna join up oh to be like the uh, you're part of my justice my legion of dark doom dark 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 doom so yeah. Cool. It was a good book, I guess. I mean, a lot of people like really love this and like I thought it was fine. Yeah, maybe if you were like desperate for more Swamp Thing. Like, I don't would... know if it was that. I think it was just like I, I that guy was there just to get us to that ending. And I think that's what's unfortunate that's about too bad, it. Because that's a character. Yeah, and I mean I'm sure that character may be used um 
It'll probably Down be his. Like, it'll probably be Woodrow's Achilles heel, like a blast. Sure, out of sure. Um, but yeah, like like literally just created him just to, to die. Get from point A to point B. Yeah. Like we need a guardian, and it can't. We can't just immediately point. Make at, it him. Make, can't make it the Floronic Man. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, cool, cool kind of setup. Okay. To some degree. Yeah. There you go. Uh, back in the super chats. Ooh. Uh, we got a number of people Whoa. who uh, helped us out, including Cash Money in the Bank, who says Harbor Hype. Digging Harbor the show. Hype. Thank you very much. Uh, Eddie Eckenberg. So I can't stay for the entire show. Time zones plus work. Just want to say I love Comic Pop. Also, Absolute Carnage was awesome. I agree with you. Uh, and thank you very much for helping us thank out. You, I'm sorry you can't you. stick around. Hopefully you'll watch the post-broadcast. Mr. Supertastic, at the end of the issue of Deceased, I, I thought how grim it would be if John is the only one to survive on the roof because of his invulnerability. That'd be mm. kind of neat. Uh, and dark, but also really dope. I'd yeah. be okay with that, too. Because I don't like because there's no stake like there are no stakes but there's all stakes so it's like right. I don't care mm -hmm. like it's like yeah knock yourself out Adam Osmos says he's first he's not but thank you very much for anyway <laughs> uh, and Mister Supertastic says Ben talking to a fish enthusiast mailman was fun I'm glad you enjoyed that conversation <laughs> uh, yeah that 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 and more are what you can what awaits you in Harbor Patrol that's right uh -huh. Uh, so Absolute Carnage, speaking of, yeah, it's a book that came out. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Uh, friggin' Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman, the Carnage event of the century is here. Yeah. Uh, 60 pages, multiple chapters. Uh, Carnage has a plan. He's gonna absorb all the symbiotes and symbiote-adjacent pieces that were left over in people who were symbiotes in order to become a god. See, now, I, I thought it was that initially, and then it seemed like it was very focused on just Carnage symbiotes. Like, those who had held the Carnage. yeah. But I but had like, heard the pitch that it was actually... Well, that's at the beginning of the book, they act like it's that. And so then when certain characters show up, I'm like, totally makes sense. I mean, obviously, Spider-Man's going to be involved with it. It's, yeah. it's symbiotes. But, like, I I thought that he was definitely going to be involved with this because of his time with the costume or with the With, the with Venom. Venom. Um, but by the end of it, it seemed like it was less about all of them and more about just one of them. Although I, I, I understand that the other children mm -hmm. are going to be here yes at some point yeah like lasher and scream and whatnot <laughs> ah ah and riot uh, and riot phage <laughs> dope uh yeah uh this book is it's like one-dimensional but like cool it felt like a for 60 pages, it read really fast. Yes. So I was like, when we were talking about this, like, I wasn't sure if I was going to read it or, or if we're just going to, if I wasn't going to have time. And I saw mm -hmm. it was 60 pages. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, almost done. And I hit the chapter three thing and I was like, say what now? Yeah. What? Yeah. It, they, these are like chapters in a, like, in a, in a, in a JK Rowling or a James Patterson novel where it's like every third page there's a new chapter. <laughs> uh, so it makes you like want to read more. Yeah. I mean like really quick what happens in this book is uh, Venom and Eddie are reunited. They become the symbiote. Uh, Venom still hasn't told his son that he's his father, uh, but they're still together. They decide to team up with Spider-Man. They're going to go stop uh, Carnage from absorbing the piece that's in Norman Osborn. Yeah. And then the book ends. Like, yeah. It's, and it's, and it's, a, and there are a lot of, Fun character interactions and action sequences that take place in between what I just said. Yes. Like, um, I love the Venom symbiote running around in, like, a trench coat and hat. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. Just, it, it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of really cool, like, images. There's a lot of fun images of, like, the symbiote kind of, like, 
Stegman taking liberties with the symbiote and making him like silly or fun or not being or afraid sad. to like show like yeah. show the emotion on like a two dimensional costume. Right, because it's also like, well, I mean, like, is he always screaming with his tongue out? Right, he shouldn't be. Although for a good whole decade in the nineties, he was. <laughs> right, so it's kind of like, hey, he can do other things. He can he can put that away. Exactly. It's okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, like overall, like uh, really, like the story is not like the deepest, most like you know, penetratingly insightful thing that Donny Cates has ever written. It, like, really anyone could have written this, but the fact that Cates wrote it, uh, like, I think allows it to be superficial without being shallow and dumb, if that makes any sense. I guess, I mean, I think there's definitely one plot thread that, if explored appropriately, could lend a lot of depth to it, and that's, like, the whole father-son. Yeah, but it'll probably be really cliche instead. It could, but we'll see. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, if explored correctly, th that could lend itself. I agree. Uh, I will say, it is a cool read, and, like, I, like, like, I really enjoyed just this, like, popcorn action flick. Mm -hmm. Ryan Stegman's art is, like, this, is the, is, is the holdout for me. That's the amazing part of the book. It's, like, how, how, yeah. like, beautifully well-paired the inker, colorist, and writer, er, and, and artist are. On a book that, like, doesn't really need to look this good, but does. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. It's it funny. doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like a friggin... Like... No, it looks really good, though. Um, It's funny, like, I saw on Reddit that someone uh, took the panel of him, of Spider-Man, and, um... I think it's Norman at the end. Yes. Um, Where it's, like, a, almost like a, an evil Norman Rockwellian painting. Mm -hmm. Like, of, um him just leaning over him yeah and i was yeah, like yeah. i guess there's something to that yeah um for me what I, I felt was interesting was that stegman at times when he's drawing spider-man as spider-man there's like these like weird shades of mcfarlane yes absolutely it, where i was just like and i think he's doing it on purpose what? like in like especially in the way he constructs the fingers at times mm -hmm. and like the face because like you know like i always like associate and correct me if i'm wrong because you're way more familiar with mcfarlane spider-man but, like, the roundness with the angular parts of, like, the cheek and mm -hmm. brow area there, yeah. which I definitely saw in this Oh, no, this is, this is like, a, a perfect marriage of, like, modern sensibilities plus, like, McFarlane's fantastic for the Spider-Man design. Right. If not the Venom design as well. Yeah. Uh, the, I also got Shades McFarlane in the Venom design, too, because Venom is more, like, reserved. Mm. You know, Venom is just, like, a big muscular Spider-Man with a mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's terrifying enough that he has a mouth. We don't need it to be like a violator jaw with like green goop coming out of it. <laughs> Although that happens too. We, you know, when, when they're reformed in the beginning of the book, uh, yeah. it's much more, not subtle, but it's reserved. It like takes its time. It's like, you're going to see all the Venom stuff, but let's just do this thing that kind of like harkens back to a simpler time when Venom was just like a beefy looking Spider-Man character. Yeah. And like it, it works and I, I liked it a lot. And I think hopefully it is intentional to try and like make you remember like Venom's origins a little bit. Right. Even though this isn't a Carnage book, but I think hopefully, you know, this is well, a Carnage book in, the, in terms of the way the Carnage Jerry Conway series was. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's difficult because it's like, it's hard to make it a bug. It's hard to sell a book to people where it's just like this is a book about a villain who you know has to be stopped yes if it's meant to take place within any sort of continuity and we're just to continue on from there yeah um calling it carnage obviously you know it, it's it's a it's a good it's a good decision you yeah know what i mean like you know just calling it carnage allows for so much like intercompany crossover yes you know what i mean you know certain characters are going to have to show up in this mm -hmm. um the fact that they um 
made a, a, a body or a, a nest of bodies in northern New Jersey. By the way, note that in the northern New Jersey area there, there's a lot of trees. Yeah. Because there are. Because there are, because there's <laughs> there was a lot of woods here. So. Uh, but I was like, hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks thank for remembering. Thank you, Ryan. Right? Um, I appreciate that, even if there Donnie. is... Donnie. Oh, no, the Ryan drew them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ryan, maybe he, like, did a quick look. Yeah, like, thank you. You uh, you, you put in a, a nest of bodies, but, hey, whatever. And the maker is here. Yeah, and the maker. Which I was like, oh. And we're going to do that thing where, like, Spider-Man's a dumbass, uh, and he meets the maker, and he doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Reed would have never told everybody about who the maker is. Uh, but that being said, uh, the maker's interaction with them is fun and it's a good use of the character. I could legit he... seeing Reed being like, I'm not telling Peter. Yeah, I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, it makes sense. And, and he's shown up in the series before and it makes sense for him to be there. So yeah, it's just, we're pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I just enjoyed it. Um, the yeah. fact for me that like, I have a cursory knowledge of Venom, even less knowledge of Carnage. Um, other than his interactions with Spider-Man and, and Venom at times. Yeah. So, like, the first few pages of this um, were a little rough for me because they were making all these references to the series that came before. Yeah, which and is And I was like, like ooh, okay, I, I hope it doesn't, like... I mean, I, I I hope for those who are invested in those series it does continue because for them there is a payoff to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me coming into it where I was, like, being like, I'm not going to research this prior to it. I want to get that experience to see how it would feel were I just someone who wanted to understand what this whole absolute carnage thing was. Yeah. By the end of it, I kind of really started putting two and two together. Right. So I feel like it, it is penetrable. Yeah. But um, I think that will, it will remain to be seen how well it will play for those who are less familiar. Yeah, by absolutely. By the end of this. No, I agree. Um, the whole Norman Osborn thing, I appreciate them making sure they made us aware that he had the, the carnage to be at one point. And yeah. And like explain the whole Red Goblin thing. I was like, got it. All right. Right. Any minute now, that symbiote goblin war, it's coming. I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is she talking about? Watch the uh, Saga of the Alien Costume on Back Issues, another show from this great channel. Uh, but yeah, overall, I recommend it. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool. The ending was like, it kind of just stops. And I was like, eh. Like, there were a lot of moments that were bigger and more like, whoa. That being said, it had to stop someplace in order for the book not to be $25. So I was like, okay, yeah. Like, it's cool. It's just, it's just overall cool. Yeah. I don't really, like, I don't see where it's going and I don't know how they're going to get out of it, but... That's part of the fun, and I know these people can handle it. Right. And there's something to be said about um, that personality trait of Carnage, where it's just like, you don't know what to expect. Right. And and I think that can help at times. I will just... say... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I really like the fact that, like, when Cletus absorbs Carnage or takes him over, yeah. he makes him look like comic book Carnage. Like, he looks like classic Carnage. Yeah. Carnage looks like, you when know... When he absorbs Norman? When he, when he absorbs Norman, yeah. I should say, yeah. Well, because who thinks he's Cletus? Yeah, so. who thinks he's Cletus, thank you. Which I was like... Yeah, but he looks like the like your Carnage, like my Carnage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's fun. What is it? Like, good. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of callbacks and a lot of references while it's still being like, if you're a, if you're a new Venom fan, like yeah. you're still going to dig this book. I'm going to call it now. If you ever do this book with Ben and Ethan, Ethan's going to say that some bit of him... Imprinted, imprinted on, on to... Yeah. yeah. No because, doubt. Because that's literally like... That's Cletus's all that happens. memory, like, apparently, imprinted. onto Norman's mind. Yeah. It's like, is that how that works? Right? <laughs> apparently. But I dug it. Yeah. So check it out if you haven't already, which I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, I, I had no doubt. I remember they were talking about the hype of it for this book. They're like, this is going to outsell, like, blah, blah. I'm like, nope. Nope. It's not. And I don't think it did. 
but it sold pretty good. No, I mean, good, for, like, again, like, it's just, you know, we have, like, this, you know, we've got two kind of larger things coming out of Marvel right now, and I think that there's room for both of them, because yeah. they have both very different feels. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, Saddle Thani helping us out in a big, bad way. Thank welcome, you. Matt. Welcome back to the show, man. He says, hey, did I miss the uh, House of X part of the chat? No. We're going to wrap oh. up with that. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for your support. Yeah, thank you, thank Huge you. Huge friend of the show, we do appreciate it, but don't worry, uh, settle in, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Binks Force says, sorry I can't join the stream, but here's a donation. Thank you very much, thank Binks you. Force. Um, Kingsport Cole says, uh, love comic pop, I'm watching since TV Little House. What is Ooh. that? That's what we used to call ourselves when I was dumb and didn't know marketing, but, uh, Thank you very much for watching since then. We do appreciate yeah. it. Hopefully we've been doing you proud. I want to like, you know, remember our roots, but also, you know, move into the future. Mm -hmm. Silver Cricket, do you think Anti-Venom will play any role at all? Yes. Yeah, I think they'll probably like exhume Flash's body or something. Can we also just talk really quickly about the fact that um, we did that Carnage book and then um, John Jameson shows up and he's a werewolf yeah. man. And I was like... Hey, we did that. Yeah, exactly. I was like, hey, I'm aware of this. Yeah. What are we talking about? We did the Jerry Conway Carter series on our other show, Back Issues. Check it out. Yeah, where I learned that he is the Sailor Moon of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, John Jameson, Moon Wolf. Yeah. Man Wolf, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Super, uh, Mr. Supertastic says, a lot of great images in Carnage. I want a poster of that image with everyone that had the symbiote. Peter didn't know the maker, apparently. Yeah, I guess not, or at least... According to Kate's, he didn't. Yeah, and Kate's doesn't care about like continuity like Bendis, but like at least you know he doesn't do a major well, event that destroys you, everything. You could say one of two things. You could say that he is just like that was just a whoops, mm -hmm. or that's a Peter's playing some sort of other game where he's pretending he doesn't know the maker. Yeah, I don't know. Probably I, not. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, King's Portal says I found a case of old '94 Fleer Ultra comic cards. Well, then you are uh, sitting on a gold mine, my friend. Uh, in terms of quality and fun, uh, those are great cards, but uh, they're not worth much. Um, no cards are anymore, but they're still dope. Uh, I, I was an avid collector of uh, those cards as well, yeah. though I didn't ever get more than like a few. We have some now, though, right? We do. Yeah, yeah people yeah. have sent them to us. That's so. very kind. That's right. Robert Core, jokes aside, uh, favorite symbiote and host? I don't know. I guess... I guess Venom and probably Flash. He was great. Though I did like Eddie, like classic Eddie. You yeah. Know, he was like a crazy asshole. Yeah. That was kind of fun. No, I definitely, I, I like Venom and I, I agree. I like, I like Flash as well. Um, but if it's just based on name alone, I like Phage. Phage. How did you know? Because it's the dumbest name. I love Phage. <laughs> I hope Phage makes a big make a big comeback. Come on, give, us, give us some Phage action. Julia Brown <laughs> says, "Hey, Comic Pop, love what you're doing here. All I can say is Jonathan Hickman has now two times brought me back into reading Marvel comics and comics just in general. That's he does. He has awesome. that. He has that effect. Yeah. And uh, super uh, Mr. Supertastic. Uh, and always fun to see Ethan react to comics physics. Tiff being surprised by magic lore in the last back issues was very nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Darkhold. <laughs> Did not see that coming. I know. No, Hickman's, Hick, Hickman brings you back. Speaking of Hickman. Yeah, let's do it. Good call. Uh, let's talk about House of X. There it is. Number two. Uh, people are wondering, is Powers of X... You know, like, I know that like it's it's two series in one. Uh, you know, Powers of X 2 felt very different, but like, you know, had a very similar art style. And, you know, like, what what's... Are they going to be as... Yeah, this is a direct sequel to Powers of X. Yes. And uh, before we get into the book, I just have to have a quick PSA to our comic book oh, industry go. people. Don't 
collect these separately. This whole series has to be one trade. It can't be House of X in one trade, Powers of X in another. You can't separate these trades. It will be impossible to read. It'll be stupid and impenetrable. You will you will make it very frustrating for everybody. Don't do that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, House of X, uh, number two. Yeah. It's here. Here we go. Um, and yeah, we, we get some, we get, we get a complete and utter massive retcon uh, of a major beloved character. Uh, this issue, by the way, of course, was written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz. Yeah. The entire issue is an alternate timeline story, which of course it has to be because it's Hickman. Uh, but this time it's about... Moira, as you know her, McTaggart. Yeah. I remember I said in Powers of X, I'm like, I think that's Moira McTaggart. It was. Yeah. No, I agreed with you. I, I, oh, was, yeah. I was like, it didn't say it though. I thought it did. No. I, I don't know why I was so certain. You were Normally... so certain that those words were in there. And I was like, but they're not. Yeah, but they're not. But, like, uh... I agree. Like, she's a sassy young lady wearing green. I associate that with Moira, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I gotta say, uh, so this is just Butterfly Effect. Um, you know that great movie with Ashton Kutcher? I never saw it. Man, you missed out. That's actually not horrible. Uh, Butterfly Effect 2, of course, is hot garbage. Butterfly Effect 1 is, like, surprisingly decent. Okay. In any event, uh, you know, Meyer McTaggart's mutant ability, oh, spoiler, she's mutant, uh, is that she can go back in time. Like, once she dies, she goes back. Yeah, she reboots. As the, as, she reboots. She reboots. And with all the collected memories and experiences of her previous life. Mm-hmm. So that's a big retcon and a big change and a big holy crap moment for yeah. everybody. Uh, we get a glimpse at who she was, mm-hmm. who she is, who she could be, who she's been. Yeah. Uh, we get a handy dandy timeline at the end of the issue to tell us exactly where she's been. Yeah. A lot of people were like, it's funny because I was like, okay, well, this has far reaching effects on this, this, and the other thing. And like, what timeline are we in? Are we in life number 10? Are we in life number 11? Like, right. is the Marvel Universe in number 10 or number 11? What's going on? Yeah. Everybody's like focused on life number six. Yeah. It's like, well, where is she? What's going on? I'm like, well, who cares? It's over. She died. No, that matters. But apparently it really matters. Yeah. I have notes. That was one of my notes. Well, what happened go. to her sixth life? What the hell? Why is everyone so interested in life number six? Because they literally because they go didn't th- put it in. Well, yeah, because they go through every single version of it. Something happened. Yeah. Maybe. No, never mind. No, no, go ahead. I was like, maybe that's during Secret Wars, but no. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Bendis did that when he House of M rebooted everybody, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, Secret Invasion still, they're, they're, they're still scrolls, yeah. but, like, Wait, they got do, rebooted. Do you want to just talk about this timeline right now? Uh, okay, yeah, let's talk about timeline number six. Okay, well, no, just in, ti- in general. I have questions about that, or do you want to go over the book first? All right, let's talk about the book. Or House you, of X. Go first. Uh, it's just, we see Moira's choices, and, yeah. like, where she goes with it. The first life, she lived a life. Uh, she died in her 70s. I, by the way, like, I, I was surprised by how young she died. You know, they were like, she died at the ripe old age of 75. And I'm like, that's not really that she old. she had a heart attack. Yeah, in her sleep. But, like, she died peacefully in her sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, heart attacks are not peaceful. And anyway, but, like, yeah. Well, they weren't there when it happened. I see, that's true but and, but she has like all these kids it's like you'd expect her to die at like 90 or something but right. like it has to be the 74 because otherwise it, I, I don't know but the point is she like she lived a life she was happy she has these kids she has these grandkids everyone came together and then the second life uh, she's like she retains everything but she's kind of confused about it she meets her husband again They she tries to make it work but she can't because she can't get past all the all the problems mm-hmm. uh, all of his like faults and so this time she's miserable and alone right which by the way I think is very collect 
like that like set of panels is like a it's character building and it's also like an interesting exploration of that idea of like reliving your life but it's also making sure you 100 percent know she's reliving this life yeah it's absolutely. not like she's coming back and it's a different mom and she's a different person each time and like the timeline's just going on nope we're just going back yeah i love the line and it like completely set the tone for me mm-hmm. where she's talking to xavier from the conversation from powers of 10 yeah in which she's like you'd think that like being trapped in your mother's womb for like seven or eight months would make you go insane but it didn't and i'm like no it did <laughs> like no, you're in, you're insane. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't. It could also just be like they're like we need to address this before someone asks. Yeah, no, I kid. think he did, and I think it's like, no, you really are crazy. <laughs> like because you keep doing it, like you're trapped here. We actually talk about it in an episode of Back Issues. We talk about how like the Emperor wants to get Leia's oh, yeah, baby, right. and then he's like, it's a waking nightmare. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Dark Empire, check it out. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, no, I I think that she is insane. Okay. And I think that, like, that also accounts for why she acts like she was never a mutant, why she acts, why, why she, like, was f- considering killing her, un- her, her, her son in another previous X-Men story that Hickman does not make any, ref- any effort to address. Like, it's a perfect retcon in that, like, we get it, but it's also, like, a fun little, like, oh my god, I think Moira's completely out of her goddamn mind. Okay. Uh, but anyway... That was a very small, that was my note. It was just like, I think she's crazy. Right. Uh, but so she's like, okay, well, my life is over. I'll never be, I'll never have that life. And those children will never exist, those people that I had. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll just like go to school and study hard. And then she meets Xavier and she's like, what a windbag. Mm-hmm. And then he announces that he's, in, he's a mutant in the press conference. And she's like, wow, uh, that's stupid. Um, you're like a, hip- a hypocrite and mutations are bad. So then next life, she's like, screw him, invents the mutant cure. And she bumps into the Brotherhood of, Mut- of Evil Mutants. Mm-hmm. Of course, she bumps into that. I mean that like her lab and all of her assistants and everyone are annihilated by Mystique and Destiny. And Destiny gives her the whole rundown of like what you need to know for this book, which is like, you only get 10, maybe 11. You know, don't do this anymore. I'll hunt you down. I'll stop you. Don't pursue this well, yeah, line of thinking anymore. Is, like, if you try to make the mutant cure again, I will know and I will find you. If you try to come for me, I will like feel that ripple and I will stop you. Yes. And like, I think so the, we're just stuck. Is this where they establish like, I'll kill you before you reach maturity like before you mutate no i think she she yes but like not like she says that she'll do that she like she's like how could that be like how could i only have that many and she's like well if you die before yeah that's right you you reach the age where you be a mutant at the 13 which is what we see at the beginning of this mm-hmm. then that's it you don't you don't come back right which is funny because when you were talking to me about this i was like oh maybe she will reinvent the mutant cure but because they make sure to put that in here yeah so um, probably but or she'll just you know be a kid and someone will smother her in her sleep yeah my guess is she did. Or didn't. push her down a well. Every line, every, well, yeah. Yeah, and then put it, and put, cover it over. Yeah, and then it'll be a, a, a videotape, and the next one I gotta deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be X days. <laughs> you will die in X days. Is that 10? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't figure it out. <laughs> uh, by the way, Mutant Cure, another thing. Like Hickman doesn't put these things in here for fun or for like, wow, that was cool. Uh, he puts them in there because he like wants you to know about them. And mm-hmm. So like, Mutant Cure. Myra McTaggart knows the cure for mutation in her friggin' head. She yep. knows that she can make it right like any time. Yep. Probably did. Which like literally looks like it's sitting there in that other panel like in the next life. It probably is. Like she made it and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. It Just p- in case. In case they come for me again. Yeah, she probably 
probably did. I'll just throw it on. Them. She probably makes it every time. <laughs> but in this case, she uh, she this then another time she bangs Xavier. Uh, they form the X Men. Things happen pretty much how you remember them. The O Five is formed. The giant size X Men. The Phoenix Five. You know, Days Future Past or whatever, and then everything ends. Then she's like, "Screw it! I'll tell Xavier way early." They get a jump on the on on the Mutopia. Uh, they isolate themselves like they're Atalan, uh-huh. and uh, they're annihilated by Sentinels. And they're like, yeah. "Screw that." Okay, so then she spends another lifetime just assassinating key people who will invent Sentinels. Just the Trask family. Well, yeah. Like, what? Just the Trasks? You think they're the only ones? Oh, anyway. So then, uh, you know, AI is inevitable. They make new Sentinels. They kill her. She dies. She goes, screw this. I'll just team up with Magneto. Yeah. So she hooks up with Magneto, and Magneto's like, I'll nuke America. All the heroes show up and stop him and her. Uh, then the next she, time she's she like, goes to prison. Yeah, she goes to prison and dies. Yeah, and then she's like, okay, Magneto wasn't strong enough. I'll hook up with Apocalypse. She becomes a horseman of the Apocalypse. Yep. Uh, and then like they team up, and then she dies. Uh, you know, because like Apocalypse will be stopped. Right, right, right. Uh, then and that's her eighth life, right? Or is that her ninth? Life? I think that's her ninth life because yeah. then we catch up to where we are now. Right. So. The sixth life is in between the assassination plot. I think that was. Is it? Is it the assassination one, or is it between? Um, yeah, I guess it. Nope, it's between. Yeah, it's assassination and the and the mutopia and the mutopia one. I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's House of M. Um, Probably. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, so, uh, so, and, like, I don't see how this is very different. It's like, she's like, okay, so I'm going to tell Xavier who I am again. Yeah. Well, she says she's going to break all the rules. Yeah. But didn't she break all the rules when she met with him the first time? So, like, I, like that's, like, that is one of, like, the things in my notes is I'm like, break all the rules. Right. In what way? I mean, like. There's so many ways you could break all the rules. Yeah, yeah there's, there are only so many rules. It's a comic book. Uh, but that being said, I know I was thinking about this, like. You know, she's had more lives. She's had more trial and error. Xavier couldn't know about the Apocalypse plot, the Magneto plot, the Sentinels, the Trasks. Like, so I guess now he has more information to do the mutant thing. But we're still... But if we're to believe that we're in Timeline 10, that this already had... This conversation that she had at the fairgrounds with him Mm -hmm. already happened. And so everything has led up to now. Okay. But probably not. We're probably in Timeline 11. You think? Yeah, because there is a Timeline 11, and there's no way that, like... Oh, I assume the Timeline 11 is going to like be the PS on this, where, like, Moira comes back, mm-hmm. and then someone, like, comes to, like, her farmhouse... Right. ...and kills her as a child, mm-hmm. and it's Could like, be. enough. <laughs> enough. It works for me. But, like, the whole issue is just about... It is Literally, it's a dedication to the retcon of Moira. Yeah. Okay, so... So, other questions? Yeah. Um, does Life 9 not have a death because of the fact that it's Apocalypse and therefore, like, it's too far in the future? Right. Because there's no death. Yeah. So that's weird. Probably means she's gonna come back. Probably means she's in, like, you know, timeline. But she had to have died in order to come back. Yeah. But, like, we don't see it on the timeline. And again, I just don't know if they just didn't extend it far enough. No, I think it's that we don't see it because it hasn't happened to us yet. And he doesn't want to spoil Powers of Ten. I think she's gonna show up, like, you know, with the timeline with Rasputin 4 and all that crap. Like... Apocalypse Moira is going to show up and be like, hey, and then eventually she'll die and then it'll reboot and then it'll be like, oh, that timeline was actually part of like the okay. one of the many lives. Like Moira's the key of all, to all this. Right. There's also, um, I noticed in our, in the, the 10 timeline. Yeah. Um, 
They say there's like a schism between Moira, Xavier, and Magneto. Now mm-hmm. they don't capitalize that, so it's just... So it's not schism. No, the... it's just a falling out. But yeah. that happens before House of X. Right. So they have this falling out, and then like years later after the genocide of Genosha, which by the way, Hickman apparently said that he messed up those two. <laughs> so year 49 is Moira faces or fakes her death, and then year 50 is the Genosian genocide. Yeah. So she fakes her death, and then there's the genocide, and then House of X. Right. So like... That's just interesting. Like, is, is it the brotherly love of genocide that brings them back together? Probably. Um, also, I noticed that Proteus is brought up in this timeline. Yeah. So, you know, very specifically. Right. Like, I don't know if that's just Hickman, like, telling us where we are in terms of continuity. Mm-hmm. Or if we're talking about the fact that it's like, well, Proteus is a, a fairly, like, impressive mutant. Well, and is also her son. Well, yeah, I know. But, like, she gives birth to him. But, like, he is, like, he is quite a bit of power right not over metal which totally i was like oh maybe he's somehow involved with the krakoan thing which i guess he still could be definitely but then you definitely see meg or uh you see wolverine mm-hmm. being happy and enjoying in the first house of x so i'm like mm, maybe not and i don't well, know pod people i know it's what i'm saying pod people yeah but like so i don't know if like Proteus is somehow involved with this or they're just like creating things for us to look into yeah so that we don't pay attention like like literally like right is, are these all this is the beautiful assistant that we're looking at over here exactly so it is C <laughs> that like we're switching bodies yeah yeah like i don't know i've just i had this timeline like i really went through it a lot yeah that's fair because i was like all right wait what well i can't believe you've screwed up a friggin year Apparently they had an an issue in the first one as well. Like there was like the like the chemicals. Yes. Like there was like H and G were mixed up. I can't believe they screwed um, that up. But like he made a joke about that. You know what that means, by the way? That's just more of like the same problem where it's like Marvel needs editors. Good editors. Right. No, I hear you. But I mean like with this one, there's almost no way they would have been able to tell that because he is determining this timeline right now. Right. So an editor would have looked but not Well the editor should know beginning, middle, and end what happens. Yeah. You don't I... pitch a book without telling without Oh, and you'll find out. I, I, I'll, I'll let them slip up on a, a mix-up of, of one year. As, as long as they fix it in the reprint. Which I think they did. Because, um, like, if, if, if I'm supposed... I'm supposed to find these clues. You're not doing yeah. this just because I'm a dumbass who likes to read, like, crazy right. shit and then be surprised at the end with no... Like, I'm not a Sherlock Holmes fan yeah. who wants to have, like, the rug pulled out from under me at the last second. I'm trying to piece this mystery together. You got right. theories and people and betting and conversations and debates. If I can't trust the book... You screwed up. Yeah. So, but that being said, it's only like a couple of no moments. And no, but they it's gotta make sure sh- that he wanted to definitely say like that those two were reversed. Right. Know if that's just a again like another like red herring that he's like, I'll fix this. Well, they thing. need. I think. Well, you need the burden of proof to fix that is on you. So, right. Like, but like, if it didn't matter at the end of the day, right, they wouldn't necessarily bother to, to say anything about it unless the fact that she faked her death is important, which it probably is. Right. Yeah. Um. So like maybe that'll come up at some point. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. There was a brief moment. Where I was like, could Proteus be the fake Xavier? Mm. Since we don't see his face, could be. Yeah. Um. Since he has certain influence over individuals. Exactly. Um. I don't know. This like the I've been really digging this series, and and like I I'm afraid that once we start revealing like what's actually happening, that's where I'm afraid I'm gonna lose interest. Yeah. Because like sometimes I'm more about the like mystery than like the actual like destination. Mm-hmm. Um. But so far, I mean, it's been a, it's been pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um. And I can't wait for the next Powers of Ten book to come out. Yes, on August fourteenth next week. Yeah. Or it's this week. Yeah, it's, it's, this, it's week. this Wednesday. It's this Wednesday. Um. It's cool. Yeah, like I really, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to get the key to the language so that we can actually read it. We know a little bit. Yeah, but not all of but it. But not, not all of it. Yeah, not all of it. Um, yeah, but House of X, uh, yeah. number two, 
it, it, I was a little bit like kind of meh about powers of ten because I don't care about timelines and stuff. But like, if oh, you wow. give me a if you give me a friggin' chart, yeah, then all of a sudden I'm back on board. <laughs> so that's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments. Like, what do you think's going on here? Like, yeah. what timeline is the current Marvel universe in? Right. But I love it like that. I mean, like that is an excellent question. I'm still like, what happened to six? Right. Yeah. You and everybody else, apparently. I'm just like, where are we, though? <laughs> I, I do want to write ourselves as well. I want to find our way in the current timeline. But, like, I also really want to know why they dropped six. Yeah. And, no, like, it's just, yeah. I also didn't realize that Hickman himself is a graphic designer. Evidently. I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. I learned something. Yeah. T-I-L. Right? Neat. Uh, what was it? Uh, Jaleel Brown says, also, just red schism for the first time. Four good issues just to devolve to grown men acting like children. That's how every big fight goes with adults. Uh, <laughs> gotta go work. I will catch the video on demand. See you later. Thank you very much, Jaleel. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you at the repeat. Yeah. Uh, William Garza, or Gaza, uh, says, Even though uh, it was one panel, Apocalypse fighting Nimrod was awesome. Agreed. Very cool. I like the use of Apocalypse. I also like the acknowledgement that like Apocalypse is not the key to everything, and that like right. you can you can have one timeline where it's like it was Apocalypse, and then the other, and then the rest of the time it doesn't freaking matter. Right. I love that. Also, kind of cool because it's like um, using Nimrod as a, a visual echo mm -hmm. to the power to where we are. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Sadothani helping us out again, holy dude. Shit. Thank you so much for. I mean, holy crap. Yeah. No. Let me, <laughs> let me say these words on this show. But okay. uh, thank you so much, dude. Uh, House of X Powers of Ten will come in a box. They already announced they will collect them both in a trade. Good. Okay. So there you go. You get the whole. You get probably both Ooh. trades. I still think that's a horrible idea. Like Powers of Ten should not be in one book. It should be like one and one. No, it's the just other. Bo both in a trade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Both in one trade. Yeah. It would be a long trade, but I'm down. It'd be kind of cool if they also separated out though. I mean, like put them in the book, but, but like, like separated out the um the the supplemental oh, those, stuff. Yes. As like it's like a little guide, a little companion. Yeah. No, no. Uh, the the absolute edition or whatever edition you're gonna see, like the 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 oversized. That's gonna be friggin' amazing. Yeah. It's gonna be full of friggin'. Um, drawings and charts and I'm stuff. I'm like so excited and I like I, I think to myself because like I have not been like let's be honest I've not been following X-Men and I just hope that X-Men fans are as excited. Yeah as the non-X-Men fans that jumped in as, going like, like this is cool. like hey what's happening? Like, right oh I heard X-Men's cool I hear again. Hickman's here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you got any more of that Hickman? Yeah. Um. So like I just hope that like X-Men fans are as thrilled about whatever is happening right now that what happens at afterwards of course will remain to be seen as to yes. how excited we'll all be right at the status quo um but yeah yeah it's just this is cool and with that uh hickman you know his his influence is felt uh you know so many writers are now forced to or voluntarily opting to do the hickman particularly people like scott snyder who are like the monkey the hickman uh but like where they are you know they're like okay uh, so decompressed storytelling, uh, setting up lots of stuff, multiple volumes in a, in a big epic volume. Like, I'll just keep doing that. But here's my point, whether that's good or not, if, if anything that Hickman does can influence the status quo slash like business practice of the big two, can knowing where the hell you're going and charts be part of it? I don't need access to the timelines, charts and influences, but you do. So, like, if you are, let's say, Marvel or DC, particularly DC, and you have, like, this expansive universe or interconnected characters that all kind of, like, flow together and influence each other and all go to the same, you know, closure point that will never come, uh, can you at least, for, like, a year or two, plan 
so that, you know, things don't get interrupted or screwed up or like, you know, you don't like delay thing you know so you have like you've you've stop gaps and plans in place you know you could even have like a bracket where it's like uh, uh, needless event if like artist x doesn't like perform you know, just put a plan yeah and hickman because Hick, that's part of the reason why i think so many of us are so excited because like with the mctaggart shit and with the powers of 10 like you know it's all gonna go someplace and you all leads yeah. places and you know that like the writer has a plan mm-hmm Let's go in that direction. Let's keep doing that. Right, right, But, like, let's not limit it to one cool book. Let's, 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 you know, open it up and apply it to the industry and be like, you know, because technically Marvel and DC are part of an interconnected universe where Mm -hmm. all the stories are part of one narrative. Do that. Do that for all of it. How long did it take Hickman to plan up X-Men? I don't know. But I'm (laughs) sure if you had, like... 20 of the most influential people in that either publisher working together to come up with this timeline, you'd probably do okay. And you could probably do it halfway through like you or half, even half the time. So, you know, please do that. Cause I heard a rumor. Oh, I read some were recently like DC was saying like, Oh, we're going to start like planning. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, you're going to start now. Oh, good for you. How about you do that? Like 10 years ago. Right. So uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, real quick. I saw something up there. It's yeah. Interesting uh, interpretation on these like timelines because they were calling it a timeline so like we need to keep that in mind but what if it isn't like a timeline what if it is alternate timelines like alternate universes yeah like she's not like she's not going back in time yeah she's she's created them she's she's traveling back in time she's you know splintering off and like so like we did this and then she goes to another one it's like back to the future i guess yeah yeah yeah. well or, or it's like she goes back to the original point but then, like, she creates these tangents from the one point. Yeah, it's skewed off. Into an alternate tangent. Yeah, I I'm, I think that's exactly what's happening. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not that she's going back and overwriting it. Because that's not how Marvel time travel works. No. Unless Hickman wants to change it, in which case there's no editor to stop him. Right. So, like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Maybe they'll pull all the Moiras in at one point. I mean, I have no doubt you're going to see, like, well, here's the and thing. Fight. Hickman already did a Council of Reeds. There's no question it's going to be a Council of but they're all most of them are dead yeah most of them well they all have to die but like what if they meet at some point like on the psychic plane like yeah xavier puts them all together price 8040 would... oh sorry go ahead. no 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 please no no cool. price 40 says missed the notification came back just in time to hear the talk about the understandable morrison jonathan hickman yeah exactly <laughs> yeah Fran morrison <laughs> Super, uh, Mr. Supertastic, I love House of X, but wonder if it's because I don't know X-Men, the same way I can enjoy issues of Batman when I don't know the characters much. Perhaps. Uh, one of the added bonuses of this series so far is that, like, you haven't seen any characters you know. You know, like, there's no, like, Wolverine's not really in it. He's appeared in two pages in two different series, uh, and, and he hasn't said or done anything, you know, besides, like... And we don't know... And they're alternate reality versions of each other, so it's like, you know... Well... Like, Magneto says things that you expect Magneto to say. Mystique says stuff you'd expect Mystique to say. Like, that's the kind of stuff you you are seeing right now, but you're not seeing, like, the dynamics of the X-Men. You're seeing, like, this crazy puppet shit. So. Right. So I think that also helps, because you have, like, footing, and you have, mm-hmm. like, a, you have a common ground to start from. Right. So... Uh, cash Money in the Bank. Hickman is blowing my mind! Lots of talk about how a big retcon this might be for X-Men, but this seems like it would be massively, like it would impact, it would would massively impact the rest of the 616, no? Will other writers ignore this? Or could Moira Flashpoint Marvel? Uh, Yes, it should, unless the theory that like she creates alternate tangents and like the one that she made last is the one we're all in. Yeah, Uh, Marvel will ignore it because Marvel does that. And uh, could Moira Flashpoint the universe? 
Yeah, totally. She will not, though. Then there's a question, though, of like, um, you know, since Hickman did do Secret Wars and he did give... um, Marvel the opportunity. Well, I was also saying he gave, you know, the power to uh, Franklin and Reed to be the creators of universes, essentially. How does that, especially since they made sure to mention... Franklin. Franklin in House of X, like how will that potentially impact Moira's abilities? Yeah. And 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 where does this all where does that fall in? Right. Like, I would like to think he's going to address it, but I also don't want to hang my hat on that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, like, he will address it in some way, shape, or form. Right, but it's, it's just like, a question of whether it'll be important or you not. You literally have a like a being who yeah. created worlds and and, and, and yeah. other cosmic places. Yeah. But he ran out of power, so Super Tastic says Moira uh, met every important figure of X-Men and bonded with them. I say Life 6 is meeting Krakoa and knowing its secrets. That could be. There you go. Yeah. King's Portal in the 90s Executioner song was awesome. I have them. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Mr. Roboto, why does Moira give the cure to Xavier so mutants who have what powers... Yeah, I assume it's what yeah. he wrote, but like... So mutants who have powers, of, whose powers are beneficial or super dangerous can be cured or disabled. Probably did that. Mm. I mean, like like we said, she probably creates the cure every time. Or like I said it. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, why doesn't she do that? Well, we don't we don't have enough pages and she didn't, she, you know, there's, it's not relevant to the plot. So right. that's why it didn't happen. But like, hopefully it'll be addressed because I'm sure the mutant cure is important. Mm. Um, Mr. Supertastic doesn't happen often that I finish reading and feel completely satisfied even if it is a mess up later I will remember House of X 2 as a great single issue yeah it, it was a dope issue it, it really saved the series for me really? yeah because it had Powers of 10 I'm like I don't give a shit oh I like, was so in House of X I'm like this is awesome Powers of 10 I couldn't care less oh I enjoyed it I was like okay we're setting shit up I'm excited <laughs> Silver Cricket the only timeline without a mutant gen- genocide is her first life yeah well for her yeah I mean like the yeah, because it doesn't. It explores Xavier it only, still does his thing. Yeah, because it only explores it from through her eyes, and so we don't see the world that happens around that. Yeah, as far as Moira, whatever her last name was at that point, is concerned, that's all mutant shit. I don't care. Right. About I mean, like that would be interesting. Or like if it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, as long as Moira doesn't, doesn't get involved. involved. Yeah, everything works well, out. And that's why I'm like thinking. I wonder if there's gonna be like butterfly effect. But spoilers for a thirty-year-old movie, practically. But like at the end, he realizes that like. Every time he tries to like change the past, yeah, he fucks up. So like at the end, the only influence that he does know, like if he fucks up, his girl, the girl he loves, yeah. can never be happy right. if he keeps getting involved. So he goes back to when he was an infant and strangles himself with the umbilical cord. Oh, oh! And his mother goes, "Not again!" And you're like, "What?" <laughs> but like she keeps having time babies, and like the time babies keep killing themselves. It's a pretty... Then you need to be responsible and stop having babies. Well, you know, she doesn't know the time, babies. It's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, Despite Ashton Kutcher. Mr. Roboto, I meant mutants whose power is not beneficial as it hurts them. Yeah, well, Rogue would definitely take advantage of that. Yeah, right? right? Maybe. Uh, isn't Carnage beyond Spider-Man as he's part of magic? Uh, no, because like you, Spider-Man fought du- Judas Traveler and Thanos and... You know, he's met the Living Tribunal, so, like, Spider-Man is as much magic and cosmic and as anybody else. And he's had his, like... He's also, like, he has an interventional wrist ra- wristwatch, so, like... Right, but he's also, like, had his, like, own tanglings with spider gods and exactly. other such things. And yeah. more luns. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that, like, they actually tied Spider-Man and Carnage together, as opposed to being like, oh, no, Carnage is a Marvel character now. Like, like when they made Norman Osborn a, 
a, like a main problem for Hawkeye. I'm like, get the crap out of here, Clint. You don't know anything about Norman Osborn. <laughs> Saddlethani helmet is out again. Dude, thank you very much for your incredible hospitality or your incredible generosity. Uh, he said he spent about a year planning House of X, Powers of X, and the subsequent storylines for the next two years. So like, yeah, he spent a year planning two years worth of stories. I think a group of smart people could probably whip up like the next yeah. year's worth of Marvel well, stories he, in like six months. He might have really spent the, a year planning like three years because he planned exactly. House this of X and then two subsequent years. Yeah, exactly. So that's like, that's, yeah. Hopefully he'll stay there and do it because you, I wouldn't trust Marvel to carry out my story at all. No. But mm -hmm. uh, dude, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Naked Pooper, who very well could be Tim, uh, says, just pooping in to say hi. No, he says popping in. Just popping in to say hi. Only a few more issues of Tom King's run left. Thank God. Uh, maybe then you guys can talk about Batman again. I'm looking forward to it. We did talk about Detective Comics. We did. and Batman's in every DC book, so, you know, you're not any short of Batman. I did read Dete uh, Batman number 76, uh, written by Tom King. I don't remember who the hell drew it. Uh, if you've ever wanted to hear the sound of a thousand wheels spinning at once, read Batman 76. Just, just it's a, it's a, it's a, total company man like here's you want you're the villain okay i'll put my story on hold so you can do you're the villain here's a bullshit story Aww. and uh and and who could who could care less about this book at this point Aww. vampirella is outselling batman i mean she's vampirella i mean she's... vampirella hasn't outsold anything ever well i mean like i'm sure something big was going on no vampirella outsold batman immortal hulk continues to outsell batman and uh, there's something else I was like, wow, that outsell Batman? Holy, holy crap. Anyway, so yeah, enjoy your, enjoy your, uh, you know, your, your bowel movement. Adam Asmoa, dude, it's been two weeks now and I'm still getting followers off the infomercial you guys did. Oh, uh, he oh. Did, 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 did for you guys. Oh, I'm still getting in followers off the infomercial that I did for you guys? Yeah, remember? Yeah, that's right. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you very much for that infomercial, by the way. If you haven't watched it, by the way, on Twitter, Adam Asamoah uh, gave us a fine infomercial over on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, uh, I love where it. he basically plugs the channel. But uh, I, I love it. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Doing the old, oh, hello there. Oh, hello there. I didn't yeah. see you there. Exactly. Well, we saw you there, and we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Batman is just a big pile of crap. Black Cat, thank you. Black Cat outsold Batman. Crap, I was going to buy Black Cat and read it. Yeah, issue two is coming out soon. No, it's three because she stole. Oh my God. She's stealing from the uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah, I thought you said she stole issue two, so it's just gonna start with. She three. stole issue two. That's it's, it's a really it's a really bad. That's almost a fun idea <laughs> if it wasn't like a spawn try to do that. Damn one it! Time. I forgot I was gonna I was gonna grab that and check it out. Well, you'll check it out for next time. Yeah. In any case, it's let's strange. jump into some books that are coming out this week that you that we think you should buy. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man twenty-seven from Spencer and Kev Walker. Ryan Otley are coming. It's coming out. It's the all-female Sinister Syndicate fighting Spider-Man and, of course, uh, Boomerang. It's... who cares? It's fun, I guess. If you like Spider-Man, you're gonna buy it. If you're a completist for Spider-Man, don't feel guilty buying it. But if you're looking for, like, groundbreaking new stuff that, like, explains why Spider-Man feels weird, uh, like, like, milk that you know didn't expire, but you're like, it still smells funny. Is it? Is that just what milk smells like? What's happening? That's exactly what Amazing Spider-Man feels like right now. It feels like milk that doesn't expire for another two weeks, but when you smell it, you're like, what? But is that... Is, what is... What? But I... I, I'm, I'm, but I'm hungry now. Like, but I want the cereal. That's how it feels. Okay. It's just like, and I don't, I, I, just, I don't trust it. As long as it's not Cheerios. Right? Uh, Powers of 10-2 comes out of Woo! six. You know. 
I'm excited. As Xavier sows the seeds of the past, the X-Men's future blossoms into trouble for all mutantdom. That sounds about right for every X-Men book. Uh, but yeah, powers of 10. I love these like ridiculously like shallow like summaries that they're writing. Yeah. Oh, so you can't like glean much from it. Right. Smart. The X-Men find a new foe that you'd never expect. Uh, what do you got, Tiffany? Oh, um, oh, okay. Uh, I've got, uh, Unearth, uh, number two from Image. Remember that Cullen Bunn book I was talking about where they're like underground, it's like Alien and like The Descent and all these other things. Yeah. Like, smashed together. It's a mini series that he's doing over there. Yeah. So number two is coming out, so I'm going to be definitely uh, picking that up. Cool. Um, also in on the image side of things, um, White Trees is coming out. Mm. Um, it's a one of two book uh, by Chip Zdarsky. So oh, okay. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. It's Chip Zdarsky playing in a fantasy mystical fantastical world of black sand um so um, you know I'm, I, of course chips and darcy's riding high and i like i'm, I'm interested to see him back in the indie totally. corner of things so i'm gonna grab that why not uh silver surfer black number three comes out it's crazy looking Tradmore's art is unbelievable this issue's cover is outrageous yeah. uh eventually he will be like this like universe looking black thing and that's gonna be neat i don't know what it means but donny cates and Tradmore are doing a great job check it out it's cool Symbiote Spider-Man number four or five is coming out. Yeah, remember that book? Uh, it's that's a un- second printing. Oh, that's right. Damn. Well, in any case, check it out. <laughs> it's it's a good, it's it's fun. Peter David was writing Spider-Man back then, so he knows what's going on. Nice. Uh, it's a good book. It's like one of the best Spider-Man books on the shelf. Excellent. Um, just to tell you that this is happening, Doctor Strange number 17 is coming out. Yes, that book still is coming it's out. It's still coming out. It's um, limping across the finish line. Two more Conan books are being released this week. Um, we'll see how long the Conan wave can roll along. Yeah, what the hell are you doing, Marvel? People like Conan. Well, how about 12 more Conan series? Well, hey, people like Spider-Man. How about 16 Spider-Man yeah, books? Yeah. Thank God They're... that Marvel doesn't own Batman. Because if you think you're getting too many Batman books... Yeah. Imagine if Marvel had Batman. Now, one of the two Conan books is called uh, Age of Conan Valeria, um, which is about a Conan comic, or not comic, a Conan character named Valeria. She was in um, the Howard, um, the, the, yeah, Howard a Robert classic, e. Howard, yeah, yeah, books. So she's an established character. We're just going to talk about how she kind of came into being before meeting Conan. Cool. Um, it's written by Meredith Finch, who wrote a series over at Image called Rose. Yes, um, David Finch's wife as well. Yeah, so I dug that, and so like I feel like she'll be at home um, writing a fantasy story about a badass chick. <clears throat> totally. The other Conan book that's coming out, which I am very interested in in a like what the hell kind of <laughs> way is Conan the Barbarian Exodus number one by Asad Ribic. In Just straight way, up by him. Yeah, shape or form. Writing to the art. I saw a preview of some of the art. Some of it looks really cool. And some of it doesn't. That's and you know what's funny? Everyone loves Asad Ribic until yeah. they see like a panel of a dude being surprised. And then they look hilarious. Like there's yeah. there's a lot of that in Secret Wars. Like mm-hmm. now that we're far removed from it, and I'm not gonna like tor- like tank the channel by saying it, like there are a couple of panels in in Secret Wars by Asad Ribic that are like, huh, what? Yeah. People, people just go like oh, like and like, yeah, maybe people make that face, but like well, I think you shouldn't show it. I think all like artists have their strengths and weaknesses and yeah. like i feel like some of the expressions may not be his um and that's fine like there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. he makes up for with his strengths oh it's, um, and it's he's on un, he's unparalleled that conan book will focus on conan's first adventure 
um, like a 15 year old Conan going out there leaving uh, Camaria and or Samaria or however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, and and uh, going to do this thing. It does not say one of anything. No. It just has one. It could just be a, a one shot. It could be a one shot, which um, that'd be dope. That would be good because I know you know it. It takes a long time for Rubik to do certain things. So. That's true. Yeah. That that should be your indicator. Yeah, so maybe it will be. Maybe he's just been working on this for a bit. Yeah. So, excited. And uh, <laughs> Gwenpool Strikes Back, five-issue miniseries is coming out. Oh, Gwenpool's wow. back. Really? Yep, Gwenpool's back, and it's going to be written by Leah Williams. Uh, the reason why I find that interesting is because Leah Williams wrote that what-if book about magic you liked so much. Oh, I did like that. You haven't already checked it out? <laughs> One of the best Doctor Strange books in the last like five <laughs> years is uh, What If Magic, <laughs> number yeah. one from Leah Williams. It was my favorite what-if book. Yeah. Because Doctor Strange featured so heavily in That it. issue beats out every every issue written by mark wade for you so there you go uh jumping back into the super chats before we finally wrap up i wanted to mention pricey eddie 40 says what if the life number six is the marvel continuity we've experienced for the past 60 years and there's more um i hope not that could be that could be the surprise yeah i mean like it would be perplexing because well it'll work if then she's made if the if the tangent timelines work and also that Okay, so like, hang on. So then, my my issue with that only is is that like we've been reading about Age of Apocalypse, right? So unless that is just an inevitable thing, Moira didn't experience it, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, time travel, man. Screw you up. Yeah. Every time. Robert Radisson, eighty thousand subs. Welcome, one and oh. all. Population growth hashtag. Thank you very much, Robert. Thank yeah. You. We hit eighty thousand subs the other day, and uh, so thank you all so much for helping us out, and keeping yeah. us alive. Uh, cash money in the bank one for the road appreciate oh, you all thank you very much thank cash you money. thank you thank you uh, King's Portkill Tiff I have to know who makes those earrings you're wearing right now um, I got them from Forever 21 there you go <laughs> you have a number of uh, accoutrements from Forever 21 yeah I like getting like these like little like like plastic earrings from them because they're very affordable but they they make a statement well and they don't like hurt statement. your ears they're not gonna like make like no, these huge like, holes no they're like it's nice yeah uh, Mr. Supertastic loved House of X hated Powers of X uh, adored House of X 2 hope it's smooth sailing from there and I can enjoy both books equally I hope so too I was in the exact same boat we'll see what happens I'm sure Powers of 10 will be like the make or break thing for that series for me right uh, Jordan says is wor- is it worth CGCing a comic book you guys are the best well thank you very much man so are you uh, CGCing it is worth it if you want to sell a book if you want to collect uh, there's nothing wrong with a bag and board in a low humid uh, low like light environment uh, CGCing is only done for if you are selling a comic book. Uh, I hate CGCing. I think it's damaging the industry. I think it's a horrible practice, and I think that they are like a blight on the comic book industry. But uh, they are, and th- because they generated a thing so that they could be the only game in town, like, you need to do this now. <laughs> now you got to do this. Like, if you want to sell a comic book and you want top dollar value, mm-hmm. it is has to be done by this secret panel of jackasses in Florida. And that sucks. And I hate it. And so, but, but if you need to do it, if you're like, I need, like, my kid's going to college and I need, like, you know, you know I need, I need 5,000 bucks and I got my Detective Comics 27 and it's probably, like, going to be a graded four. You got to get it CGC and you got to sell it that way. No one's going to buy, like, a, a comic off the rack from you without that bullshit, like, little invisible coffin anymore especially this is a signature involved i think my biggest issue with them um is i'm not a fan of the look yeah it's Um, it's yeah 
I, I just, I just don't care. It used to be like a comic book. Oh, and it was like, oh, it's like got some damage, but like, look at that. Now it's like, here's a grade. No, I, this I comic's just, a D I just mean like, I, yeah, I just don't like that like, top part of the aesthetic of that. No, it's I feel horrible. like they could, they could up their game there. My biggest issue with them in general, and it's not even necessarily the CGC people, it's typically the middleman. They just have really bad attitudes. Like I've been online oh, listening yeah. to the way they treat fans and like i don't know that like and maybe it's not all of them obviously it's no. just that middleman group it's just every single time we've ever seen them in action no, which I, I don't see very often i've seen it a lot um but i it just it that bothers me like i just i feel like they're a customer you yeah. know what i mean unless they've given you a hard time and that's why like maybe you're having that in, in, interaction yeah, with them it's because but, like we're doing you a courtesy by allowing you to be this new element of this industry that you weren't really invited to. Right. I mean, like, I do like the idea of them being protected, especially for a lot of people who have, like, key issues that it's like, you know, I'm never going to actually physically open this and read it because I don't want anything to happen to it. Right. Like, I totally understand I get that, that idea. Um, I just, again, like, it's just it's just that attitude. Like, yeah. Like, and, like, I'm only thinking recently we were at... Um, yeah, we were at East Coast Comic Con. East Comic-Con. Coast Comic Con, and I was waiting online, and, like, this, like... This woman was just really laying into these these guys who just wanted to know what to do. Right. And like, how like, do I do this? Like, you know, I get it. You've probably been working pretty hard, but, you know, this is your job. And I feel like you should just, I mean, like, you, everyone has a hard you diet. You signed up to do this. Yeah. Don't, like, resent your audience. You're the ones who came up with this idea. This again, is what you took but again, in. They are a middleman group a lot of times. Yeah, which is also like and so. Like I think that that's like it's just unfortunate, and like I just feel like nobody should be treated like that. No, I agree. Like you, the fans shouldn't be treated like that. Creators should not be treated like that. I know mm-hmm. that like that is grotesque. Because uh, here's another practice which is which CGC is allowed to exist. Oh, thank you, by the way, Adam Asamoa, 20,000 till 1,000, that's right. To 100,000. To 100,000, I ah. should say. Uh, yeah, 20,000, that's that's the last hump before we can finally get a little button in a, in a, in a frame that button I can... Button time. Yeah, and, but before it happens, YouTube will definitely change it. So that, like, you know, like 100,000, that's not a lot. You, you, don't, get you don't get a button. We're not going to pay to make a button for you. But uh, yeah, um, you, you'd go up to Denny O'Neill, who's like 100 years old, and you'd be like, hey man, I love your comic. Here's like, would you mind signing this for me? But now you got people in this line who are like, hey, you're going to die soon. Sign this book. Don't put my name on it. I'm going to run immediately from this. I need, to, I need to have a person who hates being, who hates you and me and being there to stand over you and watch you sign this book. And then we will go together to a booth to authenticate the signature and then put it into that invisible coffin. And then like, I'll sell it immediately or I'll put it in my comic shop. Like, that sucks. Every that, aspect of that sucks. I guess. I mean, like, I think everyone, like, what people want to do with their comics is up to them. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, it's their like, property. If, if I they, hear that. If they, if, like, if that's, like, the extent of the relationship they have with them, that's fine. That's, that's their decision. Yeah, I agree. It's just that, like, but I'm going to criticize bad decisions. Like that. Okay. But like, I'm just saying, like, if you're getting a signature to possibly sell it later yeah. on, that's on you, man. Well, like, you, I, I see nothing wrong with that. You need to do that. Like, the, that's the, those are yeah. the steps you need to take if you... CGCing is for selling books. Yeah. And if that is your entire relationship with comics, then that is the that, that is your road to hoe. Yeah. And I hear that, and I, I don't respect it, but I also understand that is the nature of the beast. And I don't judge you for that. I judge the entire process that makes this exist this process sucks Mm -hmm. this practice is crappy and there's no better way to do it so unfortunately we're all here now very much for watching this episode off the rack we'll see you guys next time with another episode of course don't forget to stick around for uh harbor patrol which is our dean or not dnd but mutants and masterminds our pen and and paper rpg series uh we also have back issues coming up it's a it's a doozy um and of course if you want to support this channel in other ways besides the uh the super chats which of course many of you did and 
generously, I might add. Yes. yes uh, you, you can always go to patreon.com slash comic and see what those rewards are like and see if they're right for you. And if yeah. they are, then join up and we'll see you guys there. Give you some background information about what's going on here, some updates and some early access to videos. And if you're like, whoa, down by like uh, in, in the golden age section, you get a little box from us. So check it out. So, yeah, thanks guys for watching, and thank you to our super chatters. Totally, thank for, you all so much. For and, helping uh, us out a whole lot. Yeah, and stay tuned for more. See you guys then. So long. Bye, thanks guys. Bye-bye.